Barely two weeks after Super Cyclone Amphan wrecked the East Coast, the West Coast of India is witnessing a cyclone formation in June for the first time in a century. Cyclone Nisarga made landfall near Alibagh in Maharashtra with a strong wind speed of around 120 to 140 kilometers per hour, and is currently causing heavy rainfall in the coastal districts of Maharashtra, including Mumbai and also other neighboring states. And there's good news about it and bad news. The good news is that Nisarga is much weaker than Cyclone Amphan was. But the bad news is that it's climate change that has triggered a pre-monsoon tropical cyclone to develop over the Arabian Sea for the first time in a hundred years. So how exactly have climate change been bringing about an overwhelming number of cyclones in the last decade? What kind of impact is Nisarga making and how prepared is Maharashtra for it? You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorburi. After intensifying into a severe cyclonic storm in the early hours of 3rd June, Cyclone Nisarga made landfall on the Maharashtra coast near Alibagh at around 12.40pm. As predicted by the Med Department, several areas of Maharashtra have been witnessing heavy rainfall, places like Mumbai, Palghar, Pune, Thane, Raigad, Dhule, Nandarbar and Nashik. Mumbai has seen heavy monsoons, yes, water-clogged streets and flooding almost every other year, but not a serious cyclone, not since 1891. And Nisarga, which means nature, has come at a pretty bad time for Maharashtra, which has reported close to 70,000 coronavirus-positive cases, which is the highest number of cases in the country. But even as it is stretched out thin with coronavirus cases, it's had to brace for a cyclone. This cyclonic storm we know has been blowing over Thane and Alibagh, which falls in Raigar district, and uprooting trees and knocking out electric lines on its way. Nearly one lakh people from low-lying areas have had to be evacuated. And as was in the case of Cyclone Amphan that affected West Bengal earlier in May, evacuation is particularly challenging when combined with a pandemic. And Raigar district had to be especially prepared for Nisarga's landfall. We spoke to Nidhi Chaudhary, the district collector of Raigar district, to ask her about the evacuation process and the measures they've been taken in relief centres to suppress the transmission of coronavirus. Uh, 13,541 people have been evacuated. These are people who were living in either kacha houses or slums, shanty-like conditions. Or if even if uh, the house was pakka, but it was uh, just ground floor and there were um, uh, trees uh, surrounding the uh, house which could have uh, fallen and uh, collapsed the building. So such people have been evacuated uh, yesterday midnight. Uh, it is it is heavy and uh, gusty winds are blowing all across the district. Uh, it started from Divyagar, Srivardhan and uh, then it moved to Alibagh, uh, from Muruk to Alibagh. Now it is spreading. It is widening and spreading across the district for that matter. Uh, at present, it is in pain. Uh, but the impact is felt across the district. Trees uh, uprooting has happened uh, in many locations. And uh, LT electricity lines, uh, they have also been damaged badly. Uh, houses are all tin sheds, uh, which were not tightly fixed. So tin sheds, uh, yes, uh, there is damage to that. Uh, although uh, Raigarh is very close to Mumbai and uh, Pune, uh, 
uh, we have been able to contain uh, corona spread uh, to to a very successful level at present i had uh, only 451 cases and most of which uh, i can say 95% of which were undergoing treatment in panvel are uh, all our covid uh, facilities were functional from panvel only except uh, alibag where in a few patients recently only have been brought so that way we have been able to get uh, uh, covid related quarantining suspect cases only at panvel uh, however we have created many facilities uh uh estimating that it might spread because we are so closely located to mumbai and whenever uh, we were expecting that to, uh, this uh, lockdown uh, will uh, open up some day uh, we have prepared quarantine facilities isolation facilities covid care center facilities across the district in every taluka however those were not made functional because our numbers were still manageable from panvel facility therefore those facilities were not uh, converted into covid facilities and those could immediately be used for cyclone relief centers but what measures have been taken in mumbai which has not only been put on high alert but is also the worst affected place in maharashtra from corona virus we know that section 144 has been imposed to avoid gatherings of people and movements of vehicles on the bandra valley ceiling has also been suspended the bmc has also arranged for 35 schools to be converted into temporary shelters for citizens who have been evacuated Airports have also been shut down temporarily and update from Chhatrapati Shivaji International Airport said that there'll be no takeoffs or landings till 7 p.m. on 3rd June and India's largest container port Jawaharlal Nehru Port Trust has also been shut down for 24 hours. But along with Maharashtra, Gujarat and Daman and Diu are also facing the effects of the cyclone. High tides were seen at Dwarka coast in Gujarat after the cyclone made the landfall. A total of 16 NDRF teams in Gujarat and 10 teams in Maharashtra have been positioned. Six teams are also on standby for Maharashtra and two more for Gujarat. But now let's get straight to the problem of global warming and climate change. We've had two cyclones, one locust attack and a pandemic. Clearly India is in a quandary of unusual environmental events and something is screaming for attention here. The warming of Bay of Bengal we know has made it a hotbed of cyclones. Year after year we're seeing big or small cyclones in the east coast and looking from a historical point as well generally there have been more cyclonic formations over the Bay of Bengal. In fact, according to data provided by Weather Underground, out of the 36 most deadly tropical cyclones in the recorded history, 26 have been formed over the Bay of Bengal. But what has changed along the coastline of Maharashtra that's causing a similar phenomenon? Let's first go back to a basic geography from school here. What causes a cyclone in the first place? Simply put, the cycle starts with the sea surface temperature which warms up the air around it. As the water vaporizes, it absorbs heat from the surroundings, rises up and it cools down in the atmosphere, changes back to liquid and releases heat into the air. And it's the warm air that in rising up displaces huge amounts of air and creates a low pressure system. The air moves from the surrounding high pressure areas to the central low pressure point and repeats the cycle over and over again and that's how a cyclone is formed. Now the sea surface temperatures and humidity have generally been more ideal over the Bay of Bengal to allow cyclonic formations. But even there we're seeing abnormalities arise due to global warming. High frequency of cyclonic storms for one and also premature cyclones that are forming in the early monsoon period which is not even the ideal time for cyclones. 
The Quint got in touch with Dr. Anjal Prakash, who's the research director and adjunct associate professor at Bharti Institute of Public Policy, and he breaks down the factors that contributed to the recent weather phenomena. Uh, cyclone uh, in the Arabian Sea has hasn't been an, a new phenomena. There has been many many cyclones in the past, which is actually post monsoon uh, cyclones. This is the first time ever that the pre monsoon uh, cyclones such as Nisarga has developed, uh, and this is something which is uh, attributed to global warming and the warming of oceans and the sea. The Arabian Sea and the Bay of Bengal together actually uh, uh, contributes to only seven percent of the cyclones of the world. So we are not in the severe cyclone zones, uh, and we have very few contribution to to make in this whole process. But uh, what makes it very important for the these cyclones is the density of population in South Asia, especially the Indian population is uh, density is very high, uh, and these cyclones which affects from both side uh, from the Arabian. And from the Bay of Bengal, a huge number of people stays in these areas. Event, of course, these cyclones are climatic event because this has been proved by numerous IPC scientists over the past five to seven years. Now, two special report which has come up very recently. One is on 1.5 degree global warming, and second is on oceans and cryosphere. We have analyzed in the second report. We have analyzed more than thousand published literature to come to a conclusion that some of these events. Can be attributed to climate process or climate change process. What happened actually is that the global warming, which the Earth has warmed up about one degree since the pre-industrial age, and this global warming has led to warming of oceans. The carbon which is there in the environment has been sucked in by the ocean, and ocean has warmed up to about eight point eight degree. Global warming reaching one degree Celsius above pre-industrial level is a call for concern, and so far there have been only promises from world leaders at climate summits, but no real results. And unfortunately, it's triggering new climatic events over the seas and oceans. Dr. Prakash explains how. Now, uh, the ocean is more acidic, more warm, and less productive. And these impacts into uh, into the, um, the cyclonic events, and then we have been warning uh, uh, since the production of this uh, SROC report, which is special report on oceans cryosphere, that these events were going to be much more severe and more frequent in the near future. And this has been a proved fact that these uh, cyclones. The only worrisome is that now uh, in Arabian Sea we see a pre-monsoon cyclone, which has uh, which hasn't been uh, there before. So the new uh, events are are. Being added up, uh, and these are all climatic events from uh, what we know from the climate scientists. Will the frequency of these unusual events bring about serious policy changes? If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Geo Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequin.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.